the Flex and Froome's daily podcast. Brought to you by Cater. I have been racking my brain for interesting moral dilemmas. You know what I need? Assistance. I just need people to send me themes. And from there, I can figure out dilemmas. I just feel like my head is a vast wasteland that is bountiful if I know what seed I'm sowing so I can figure out how often to water it and how much sunshine it needs. You need the right metal detector. That's exactly it. I'm, I'm picturing Mars. Me too. Mm. We've been having some cosmic moments. Something's happening. We've missed each other. Literally. Do I dare agree that you miss me? We, I just said literally. Oh, I guess that was like attachment. a bit vague, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's like if if if, if someone was like, "I'm oh gonna love you," and you're like, "Literally, <laughs> <laughs> I missed you for me." Literally. Oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about a moral dilemma. Um, but I heed Flex's advice on like sending us stuff. I like it when you send me relationship stuff. Also, like someone sent me the other day about how um, I'll just tell this really quickly. Um, I'm like that person at the party who interrupts the conversation to like tell the fucking shittest story. <laughs> oh my god! This it's chick okay. messaged me and she's like, we were talking about like really good songs for my Frumi Fridays playlist, best mm. playlist on Spotify. Um, and she's like, when I was nine, um, I danced to this to in front of my friend's older brother who was 15 because he gave me shoes to go down to the park, and then I sucked his toothbrush in private afterwards. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> How good's that? Anywho, Frimmy loves nostalgia and sentimentality. I hate that I I don't want to be that person though. You like are that, your whole brand. No. If it's not poo, it's nostalgia. No. You live in the year 2001 oh. to 2011. I hate that. What do you mean? It's I you. I want to be future forward. Babes, nobody's looking at you and saying future forward. Not one person has ever. <laughs> I'm like, the, I don't want to be someone who's like, oh, in the 80s. You literally are archetypal oh back in the days. Whatever. Once I get this podcast out of my system. Oldie worldie. <laughs> Flex, Flex and Frooms. You have been asking for moral dilemmas. Here's the thing. It takes so much brain capacity to think about complex things and moral dilemmas are complex if they're not thought about correctly they're too easy to answer if they're too complex I'm tired this one came from my brain so I feel like I feel like it's going to be a good one all right comprehension hats on listening ears open all right so imagine you've noticed that you've been getting paid a little bit more each pay slip right gorgeous first is like 50s 50s and it's like a hundred but then during Christmas you notice a huge lump sum of about 5k it's like 4,892 or something so like at this point you're thinking "Mm, the small ones could have been an error but like I'm not gonna call it out like thank you but this big one, you're thinking mm, it could be a bonus because your bosses were like, you've done really good this year, like a little like sweet treat. So you don't want to say anything, right? Because like it's not your business. You're just going to assume it is what it is. And you did hear of a coworker also getting a bonus, right? So all is fair in love and war. Anyway, come to find out there's been a paperwork mix up and payroll is accidentally depositing money to you that's not meant to be yours. You don't know the specifics because they're not going to tell you that over email. They don't want to incriminate anyone, but that's what's happened. So then the HR person sends you a message and says, hey, I'd like to have a chat with you. Are you available? So they come down, they meet with you, but they say this is an off the record conversation. 
They basically express... First red flag. Yeah. They basically express that they've made this huge mistake. They start crying. They're talking about how there's been a discrepancy in the numbers adding up and it's been clear that a lot of money's gone missing and it looks like something illegal's going down. Like someone's like scraping from the top. Now, this HR person knows that they've been sending the money to you, but they don't want to incriminate you because it incriminates them. So they're asking you to send the money back. You've spent it. What do you do? It's not about what we would do. Because you and I, we've got a podcast to talk about this on. We do. As for everyone else, I want you to really think about it. Really dig deep into your loins. Because at this point, babes, you're on your own. I think so. (laughs) I feel like you brought this story because you know this has happened to me. Has it? Yes. On my first job when I was selling tint. Pardon me. I love when you talk about tint days. <laughs> Pardon me, anybody who is an avid follower so has already heard this story, but my first job... When you were peddling tint that nobody needed. <laughs> yeah. 100% inflation rate. Yeah. Um, on my first paycheck, like it was a commission job. I was probably getting like 50K like base or maybe even 30K base and then we'd make it on top. You can make a killing selling, selling tint. Like people were on like 120K. It's like a no education job. I guess job. you've got to be a good salesperson. That's it's a very a sales exhausting... Job. Yeah, any sales job is exhausting. But, like, you don't really need to know the product. You don't have to go for a test drive. You just bring someone into your office, lure them in, um, do higgledy-piggledy, and they buy it. Okay, don't give all the, way, all the trade secrets <laughs> away. But you know what I mean? Because like, you know I bought the tin so many people- and the ceramic coating. What is <laughs> oh, that? Babes. You got wrecked. <laughs> this is what they don't – yeah, anyway. I got paid my first paycheck, my first commission paycheck – and it was three and a half thousand dollars. Okay. And I thought, hmm, big spender. That's, that's pretty good. I mean, I only sold one this month, but um, but the numbers do add up. Yeah. Fortunately. Anyway, I leave and go straight to Chadston, the fashion capital in Victoria, <laughs> right into Prada. P R A D A. There is no way. I dropped two thousand dollars on a calf skin bag. It was pink, brownie, black piping, of course. Drop the money. Parade into work the next day, hop out of my car, ding dong, ding dong, in my little clickety clackety heels, sit down at reception. I also was the receptionist. Okay. Dual, dual. So, again, two jobs, <laughs> that bonus was yours. Yeah, facts. And I made coffee. Um, I sit down and the boss is like, oh, can you come into my office? I just got to talk to you about something. He's like, we overpaid you last night. Three, 3,500 bucks. And I go, mm. About that. The Prada bag sitting on my front desk. That's where the money went. Oops. <laughs> and this is where the Nepo baby comes in. Yeah, because your dad also worked <laughs> there. So let's not so, pretend. No, my dad didn't work there. But my dad gave the boss of that job his first job when he was my age. <sighs> and so it was the circle of life. Yeah. And also when, I'm, when I say my dad gave him his job, he just like threw him into another car yard. Like my dad doesn't have employees but he just knows everyone in the car business. Just say your Nepo baby and go. <laughs> so my high school had a DJ and at the cafe, even my mum was laughing about this. Me and Lizzie were laughing about this in Ghana just now. The DJ cafe. <laughs> Literally. It'll never get old. My God. So yeah. what happened? You got to keep the bag and the money? I get the bag and he's like, oh, you'll pay it back like when you make commission. Did I make that much commission in yeah. the nine months I was working there? Absolutely not. Do I still have the bag? Yeah. And does it still slay? It's a beautiful bag. Amazing. And I'll keep you it for it. generations. All in all, 
what's that thing? Check twice, cut once. Is that the saying? I never heard it. If you're working in payroll, don't make it out. Once the money comes in, there's nothing I can do on my end. I'm so sorry. That's another thing that we've got to start implementing. Saying there's nothing I can do on my end. (laughs) (laughs) So annoying. (laughs) My hands are unfortunately tied. There's nothing I can do on my end. Practice. (laughs) No, okay, but really quickly back to it. I agree. It's on HR. They're trying to do some dodgy shit. If HR ever want to talk to you and not have it over email, eat my ass respectfully. I'm going to be recording the conversation, even though that's illegal. Okay. In New South Wales? I think so. Hmm. It's illegal in Victoria. Flex and firms. You know that I currently use two phones, yes? Correct. What do you think those two phones are for? Work and play. That's what I tell people, but the reality is I've run out of storage on one phone and because there's no storage in it, I can't back it up to the iCloud. And in order to back it up to the iCloud, I need to free up space. And I don't want to free up space because everything in the phone is important to me. That includes 150,000 images, <laughs> iMessage receipts, because, you, you, you know, screenshots, they're all there and they need to be there. And I don't want current me to decide what information is too important to to keep or to get rid of right I thought that was quite common and maybe that's exacerbated because of the industry I work in we work in and hoarding information but I came across this article that was talking about this phenomena that people are seeing in young people called digital hoarding now we all know of physical hoarding people who have these really debilitating lifestyles because of how much stuff they've amassed you know they can't find their toilet or cook in their kitchens because there's just stuff everywhere. Imagine that, but inside your digital equipment, your phones, your laptops and whatever. Because I can't decide what to free up on the first phone, I just got a second phone. Fine. I just got Did a you buy it outright? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I just got a second phone. Business expense, though. Business of expense. Course, of course. But the issue with that is I'm going to have the problem again. And again, and again in my lifetime. And I feel like we're not really aware of what we're hoarding because everything on our phone feels like it's just living in this like cloud space. And the cloud is just like this. Is, no, the cloud is a real place, everyone. It's a real place with hard drives that are storing your information. And these places need electricity to function. And then we need PowerPoint, PowerPoint, power plants to function the electricity, to function the la 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 la. Basically, it's bad for the environment, babes. It's like killing the planet with all this. We need extra space to store this extra physical data that we don't need. Right. So what is the solution to digital hoarding? We have to become so aware of what we're holding onto and taking stock. That means deleting texts, deleting photos, deleting videos, deleting screenshots. I kind of love that. Deleting apps. Let it go. Let it go, but and also, like, let's learn how to physically archive with intention. Bring back albums, photo books, you know what I'm saying? A floppy disk. <laughs> floppy disk. <laughs> you had me and you lost me at floppy disk, doll. That's what I do best. <laughs> this is Flex and Frooms on Cater. Now we have a very exciting announcement. We are actually going to be calling a winner of a competition that we... <laughs> We're going to be calling... <laughs> We're actually... Frumi is bilingual. Balegne. Oh. <laughs> we are going to be calling a woman called Laura. She has won VIP tickets 
to something very exciting that's happening, I think, next week on February 3rd. Correct. We have a Specsavers funded event on the island <laughs> in Sydney. Thank it's you. It's called for Always that Sunny. Check. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are inviting people down to the island. We're going to be doing a live recording. There's going to be drinks, ipso facto. Just letting you know before we call Laura to tell her she's won, you've got up until tonight yeah. to enter this competition to come and hang out. To be stranded on an island, a bougie island, mind you. Fully stuffed. With flex and frooms and a hundred of our biggest fans. So we can simulate what life would be like if we were stranded on a desert island with catering. However, no one needs to be eaten. Let's let's go to it. Let's call Laura. Hello, this is Laura speaking. Laura. Thank goodness, oh my goodness. you answered the oh phone like someone who has phone manners. Oh no my shame. goodness. But we have called two 18-year-olds, oh Harry and Tate, and they picked up with a hey. And one thing about growing up is that you have to answer with, hello, this is insert name speaking. Thank you so much for your service, Laura. Oh, my goodness. Stop. No. No, no. This is too much. Oh, it my is. goodness. It is a lot. Oh, my God. Laura, <laughs> hey, hon. You've got such a beautiful tone to yeah, your I'm voice. Obsessed. That's so hot. Oh, thank you. I um very raspy, but thank you very much. Voice as for I radio work for sure. as a stream teacher, so it's just it's just a loss of voice screaming over kids all day. Yeah. <laughs> Are you always sick? Kids carry so many germs. Um, I feel like I've kind of got over the hump now because I've been working with kids. Like before working here, I worked in like childcare for a year, and then I was nannying for over like three years. So I feel like I've kind of built an immune system to get past it, but it's just. A constant loss of voice. Personal question, Laura. Oh. Do you want kids? Yeah. Pardon? Do you want kids? I do. I do want kids. I do, yeah. So she means a little bit now. I'm 22, but um, the goal would be maybe like 26, maybe. We, we all said that. Ooh. We definitely all said that at 22. <laughs> and then 26 well, yeah, I know. around and we said, you know what? Let's push it. Let's push it. No, let's push it. <laughs> Next, you know, I mean, like, they're, like whenever. You know, there's no time. I like that. I like that a lot, Laura. Now, I heard that you didn't really listen to podcasts until you started listening to Flex and Frooms. Is that true? No, it, it is true. Um, yeah, you guys, like, I, the first ever podcast I listened to was one that my boyfriend forced me to listen to because I was like, we just had run out of music. And then I was like, no, nah, not a fan. And then I fumbled across yours because I had just seen both of you guys on TikTok. And I was like, you know what, I'll give it a go. And something that I, I said to Donk yesterday that I really liked about it was that you guys have that kind of their shorter episodes. So I feel like I'm not committing to sitting there for hours. That being said, though, I will sit there and listen to episode after episode. So Naturally. I end up being there for a while anyway, but yeah. Well, Laura, I'm so overjoyed to be meeting you um, on the Feb Feb 3rd? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm overjoyed. <laughs> All right, hun, we got to let you go, but we will see you yeah. then. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> Bye. Bye, love. Bye, thank you. Bye. What is with these callers being the nicest? Yeah, I'm obsessed. Coolest. Awesomest people ever. Wow. What is that like? Your vibe attracts your tribe? Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. So if you're a banshee listening with no vibes, please log off. <laughs> please change channels. This is Flex and Frooms on Cater. Something that I also like is learning about sleep cycles. It's really important to sleep properly and uh, continue sleep hygiene in your day-to-day life. Sleep hygiene is a yeah. great phrase. That's kind of like... The first, that's the first thing that's not to do with personal hygiene that I've heard hygiene attached to, sleep hygiene. Yep, yep. Online hygiene, there's Mm -hmm. all of it. But this one comes courtesy of an Instagram tile that I saw. Apparently, how long and how well you sleep at night when you fall asleep 
and how energetic you feel upon waking are, all those three things, are mainly controlled by how early and how much sunlight you view before 10 a.m. in the preceding two to three days. This is very human core. It is human core. So what that means is how well you sleep is determined on the past three days beforehand. And in those past three days, it depends on how much sunlight you got in the morning. So So we need more sunlight in the morning to sleep better at night? Exactly. So your former self... Even if it's overcast? uh Uh-huh. Huh. Get up before... The sunlight that's before 10 a.m., apparently that's the good shit. You see, my thing is, every time I hear these facts, I love it. Information is fantastic. But it occurs to me that in order to... Uh, benefit from this information, I'd have to change my lifestyle, which now shows me that I just don't want to be an optimal person because the thought of my nighttime sleep today being impacted by how much sun I saw this morning, the day before yesterday and yesterday, I don't know. It's a bit demoralizing, isn't it? Hugely. (laughs) Hugely. (laughs) But it's good information to have. I just don't know if it's achievable. We'll see. I might try it. I mean, I was on a plane the last two days, so I didn't get much. <laughs> mm, international I've had love. enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. You've been listening to the Flex and Frooms Daily Podcast. For more, tune into Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.